Uh, welcome to the Digital Dream Off the Ground podcast. This is your host, Asif Ali. Today is a loser fucking Monday. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, the Niners just completely collapsed. They played like absolute garbage yesterday. And I don't even know if I should be wearing this shirt. I don't know. But anyways, so to recap, obviously, the Niners went into Denver on Sunday night. Russell Wilson, who had basically been struggling all year with the Broncos offense, and he pretty much continued to struggle last night, you know, was uh, was basically, you know, in a ready state to basically get upset <laughs> on Sunday night, right? And um, I don't know. I mean, let me just kind of go through these numbers first. So I'm going to pull up the stats. Um, one second. Okay, total yards, Niners had 267 to the Broncos, 261. Passing yards, Broncos had 160 to 179. Niners, uh, 160 over. So Niners basically had more yards passing and more total yards. Rushing yards, the Broncos had 101 to Niners, 88. Yards per play, 5.1 to 3.7. So Niners basically won the offensive matchup when it came to yards gained and when it also came to the um, yards per play, right? First downs, 13 Niners, 14 to the Denver. Third down efficiency, this is a key metric. Um, Niners were 1 of 10. Broncos were 6 of 19, so so significantly better. 0 of 0, 4 down efficiency. Um, 52 total plays for Niners, 70 were ran for the Broncos. Four sacks allowed for both teams. Seven punts for Niners, 10 for the Broncos. 40 pen- seven penalties on the Niners, five on the Broncos. Um, two fumbles lost on the Niners, one interception thrown. Time possession, 25 minutes to 34 minutes, 30 seconds, uh, favoring the Broncos. So the Broncos basically won um, time possession. They won the interceptions. They won the fumble. They took care of the football much better than Niners did. Um, God, boy. Jimmy had eight, it was 18 and 29, 211 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Russell Wilson was 20 of 33 for 184 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Corlin Sutton had had eight receptions for 97 yards. He was eating us alive last night. He was down about five receptions for 73 yards. If Jimmy had found him open, he probably would have had a 100-yard receiving game and a touchdown. We probably would have been – probably have a different discussion today, right? We would be winning. We would be talking about Nara's great win on what's in that football. So, I mean, ultimately the reason why I'm going through these kind of numbers is the fact that I just don't understand what the fuck happened <laughs> with Niners. Um you know, you come into Sunday night, you basically are you coming off a great win against Seattle, dominant win, 27 to 7. You know, you basically had everything, you know, all, all the pieces were in place for the Niners to win on Sunday night football, go to two and one. It's just that the offense looked uh, looked flustered all night. The defense looked awesome from start to finish, but the offense just wasn't in rhythm. Jimmy was missing wide open guys. Um you know, Jimmy obviously taking that safety in the end zone. And part of it's also Shanahan, you know, actually part of it, a lot of it was also Shanahan for the play calling. You know, I mean, I thought a lot of the play calling was was suspect, um, including the 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 play call where instead of, you know, <clears throat> before the half, uh, the Broncos basically, you know, there was, I think it was a, it was a holding call and then it would have backed them 10 yards, but Shanahan decided to take, to, to not give them another down. 
and proceed to fourth down. And um, so he declined the penalty. And the Broncos then had fourth down, and then they kicked a field goal. It was 7-3 happening in halftime. And that was the score heading into halftime. And then, um, you know, obviously after this halftime, you know, Jimmy commits a safety at 7-5. And then the Broncos are able to – the organizers get a field goal. It's, it's 10-5, and the Broncos are able to get a touchdown late in the fourth quarter. And the final score is 11-10. to 10. Um, so, I mean, yeah, they failed the two-point conversion. So, if the Niners had mustered any offense to get a field goal, they would have won the game. I mean, I just don't know what the hell. Jimmy in late-game situations is just not reliable. Kyle Shanahan's play calling and his clock management is just is just horrible, you know. Um, this team is talented enough to win a Super Bowl. Um, you know, and it's funny, I was actually one of the key Jimmy defenders, you know, heading into the season because, you know, I was actually emotionally kind of just so angry with how Jimmy and the Niners did in the NFC Championship game. But I couldn't play that, place that loss on Jimmy because the Rams were just a superior team, right? But then last night, I mean, you didn't play a superior team. You played a struggling Broncos offense who otherwise would have should have lost. They should have, they should be one and two instead of two and one right now. And, um, you know, even though their defense was hustling to the ball and playing really good, um, you know, their defense isn't as good as the Niners, you know, in my opinion, the Niners' offense. I, I think our weapons, George Kittle, Dio Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, you know, is, are they're better than a lot of the guys in the Broncos' defense. You know, I mean, they're better than – I mean, obviously, they got Pesertain the second. They do have, you know, Chubb. But, I mean, Juice Check, I mean, Juice Check, what, beat Chubb up top for, 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 for from the – I think it was it, the fourth quarter? Right when Jimmy when Jimmy threw that threw that sideline kind of dime and you know I mean it's we have the weapons you know I think Jimmy just his late game awareness wasn't there um, Kyle Shanahan's play calling just isn't good um, the Niners are just not able to continue I mean Shanahan doesn't stick to kind of you know I mean he tried to run the ball last night but eventually if you're a one dimensional offense teams are going to catch up to that in the NFL right so. I mean, you have to start, you know, mixing up your passing and your run and your run plays. And I just thought a lot of things, a lot of things that could have went the Niners' way otherwise didn't, because of the fact that Shanahan and um, and Jimmy just did not, you know, do what they do what was necessary to help the Niners win the game. And it was a winnable game. I mean, I can't. I, there's no excuses. I feel like you know at this point in in the season. You know, obviously it's still early in the season, but Jimmy's been with this this offensive staff what for six years, and um, five years, whatever it is, and um, you know, I mean, I saw Jimmy's first start in, at Soldier Field, and I was really high on Jimmy. You know, it's just I and even after the lost Super Bowl, I thought, you know, I mean, it's, it's a tough loss, and you know, I'm I'm and I'm I'm a diehard Point Irish fan, but you remember when we had these guys. You know, I remember when we had Steve Young and Jerry. I mean, I was old enough to remember, you know, some of the some of the, some of the glory from the '90s 49ers days. You know, as, as just like a child in the '90s, and I mean, I just don't know why. I always feel like we've always been just one quarterback away. Um, when I say that, I mean, you know, we did have Kaepernick, we did have Jimmy, and when Jimmy was good, you know, he's obviously not the same player he is that he is as he once was in 2017. Um. It's it, we had we had a peak Colin Kaepernick when the read option was still kind of new to the NFL and it was just basically when he was lighting up the league. We had a Jimmy Garoppolo right when Jimmy was basically kind of looking at the, as the next coming of Steve Young, um, and um, but neither one of them were Pro Bowl quarterbacks. Our last Pro Bowl quarterback was Jeff Garcia. So to put that in perspective, the last 49ers quarterback to make the Pro Bowl was Jeff Garcia in 2002. It's 20 years. 
<laughs> 20 years, uh, a Niners quarterback has not made the Pro Bowl. You know, Debo was the last receiver before Debo made the Pro Bowl. Uh, you know what? Last year, as as a receiver, last I think the wide receiver to make a Pro Bowl was Terrell T.O. Terrell Owens back in uh, 2003, I think. So that was almost what 18 years too, 19 years. So. You know, back in the day, we basically had loaded rosters. The Niners have Niners were basically the most loaded team. They were the Rams, they were the Patriots, or the Buccaneers, or the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, they had the most offensive firepower. They had the most they had the most stacked defense. They had ten Pro Bowlers on both sides of the ball, right? But um, you know, I and and I'm not taking away, you know, from anything, you know, for the past decade. I mean, the twenty the twenty twelve. The 2022 Niners have given us some of the best playoff moments we've ever seen. You know, granted, there's no championships at the end of it. That doesn't necessarily negate it for me. You know, I just want to see a team compete and win. But when you basically go into an opponent's house and you basically have them on their heels and you have a winnable game, I mean, what am I supposed to say? I, I can't just sit here and say, oh, yeah, no, a great effort, guys. Like, you know, yeah, you went into a tough environment. You, you basically played them down the wire. No, it's not, not necessarily a tough environment. It's, it's literally an environment that you basically had the opportunity to put your neck on their throats. And you basically did do that countless times in the game. You know, when Kyle Shanahan, you know, made the decision to let, to let, the, to let the Broncos take the points, you know, or get the points, you know, he basically spotted them three points when he declined the, the penalty heading into halftime. When Jimmy just made, when he put Jimmy in shotgun, he basically literally gave away that safety because the Broncos pass rush, pass rush for whatever reason. Once Trent Williams went out, they're basically getting to Jimmy every single time they wanted to at will. You know, I understand the roster is four and twenty-four without Jimmy, like and and Kyle is is sub five hundred as a head coach. You know, I think there's a lot to be said for that. I think until I mean, I honestly am at the point where, you know. I, I've seen a lot of Niners fans on Twitter basically stating the same thing that, you know, Jimmy basically is so limited. He's a one dimensional quarterback. He only makes the dink and dunks. He only makes the safe throws. And I'm not going to sit here and debate any of that because a lot of that's founded. A lot of that's true. A lot of that's valid, valid feedback. Right. I mean, I think we ultimately need a quarterback who can push the ball down the field because guys like Debo, guys like Kittle, guys like Ayuk, their talents are being wasted, you know, with just a dink and duck QB. You know, Debo is getting open, wide open. He was wide open a, a, multiple times last night. You know, obviously, Juwan, went, Juwan Jennings, you know, made that great catch. Jimmy threw a, threw a nice, nice, perfect ball, you know. So I give Jimmy credit, you know, for, for being able to make some of those really tough throws. But, I mean, ultimately, it comes down to consistency and, and ultimately it comes down to doing enough to help the team win. And then Jimmy, after the game, basically said that, oh, I'm not in game shape. Well, what does that mean? I mean, obviously, yeah, you haven't been playing. You didn't, you didn't, I mean, you had surgery in the offseason. You didn't really get to go through OTAs. You didn't get to go through a full camp. But, I mean, you've been with this playbook. You've been with, been with this roster for the past five years. I mean, what what else is there for you to do? I mean, is it game shape that makes you, like, miss a wide open Debo? Is it game shape that makes you take a safety in the end zone is game shape, not knowing where you are on the field and not knowing kind of, you know, where, what stage of the game you are to basically, you know, essentially almost throw the game. I, I literally thought Jimmy was throwing the game to at some points because the defense was playing so awesome. I mean, Warner, Bosa, these guys, Omenihu, um, yeah. I mean, when, what, what, I forgot his name, when the, the, the other pass rusher at 96, you know I mean? They're the uh, front four played awesome. Um, secondary was doing what they could. I mean, Colin Sun was was getting open at will. So I mean, there is there is some I guess fine tuning, but I, I trust D'Amico Ryan's much more than I trust Kyle Shanahan 
to get the defense ready because the offense is still a question mark at this point in the season because Jimmy Garoppolo is is Jimmy Garoppolo. And I mean, I just wish I wish that the Niners basically kind of made like a Rams, Sean McVay, less knee decision to go and get Matt Stafford in the offseason, right? I wouldn't go and get Matt Ryan, even though Matt Ryan won on Sunday, because I mean at this point in his career, he's still not really the quarterback, you know, that that a team can really use. But I mean, he can push the ball down the field much better than Jimmy can, a lot more consistently, right? Um, I mean, I think ultimately, if we can get someone who can do that, you know, and I mean, I would still, I mean, I wouldn't go get Jared Goff or anything like that because I mean, I still think Jimmy's a little bit better. Jimmy and Goff are almost even Stevens at that point. Um, I just think that, you know, and I mean, honestly, I don't think Trey Lance, I mean, if we look at the, I mean, here's another point. I mean, if we look at the Lynch Shanahan regime and their draft record, 2017, they took Solomon Thomas and they passed on Patrick Mahomes and and Deshaun Watson in that draft. 2018, um, yeah, 2018 took Mike McGlinchey. I'm not going to criticize that pick. I mean, McGlinchey's still pretty solid, you know, for kind of, you know, piece on the anchor on the offensive line. 2019 was probably their best draft. Nick Bosa, Debo Samuel, right? But, I mean, 2018, they still also could have gotten a Josh Allen, you know, I mean, out of that draft, even though they locked up Jimmy. They thought June was their guy, but it is what it is. You know, you're not going to hindsight 2020. 2020, right? Um, who did they get in 2020? Let me look it up. 2020 NFL draft. I, I already forgot who they got in 2020. Oh, I remember. Sorry, I remember. It was Javon Kinlaw, right? Kinlaw has basically proven to be – now he's actually healthy, so it's fine. But last couple of seasons, he hasn't been fully available. And there's a lot of talent that they passed up on that draft, you know, to – you know, just take take Kinlaw. I mean, they, they obviously got Ayuk, and, and that, that was a solid pick. But Kinlaw, I mean, as a first overall pick, I I, I still question that. 2021, they pass on uh, Jamar Chase, right, um, to get Trey Lance. <laughs> and Kyle definitely has proved his his ineptitude, you know, to let over, to utilize Trey Lance in this offense. So, I mean, I never thought Trey Lance was the answer. I mean, when I saw him in college and when I watched him, you know, heading into the combine, I mean, I thought maybe he could be like a late. I, I think he honestly would have been available in the second round at that point, you know, or maybe even the late first round. Someone else had dropped him, you know. The all all the hype at that point was around Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence, you know. And um, you know, this year, I mean, I, I just I mean the Niners, I mean Lynch and Shanahan are basically bulky and Harbaugh. You know, their first round draft record is not good. I, I mean, and, and I'm not saying, and beggars can't be choosers, right? I mean, I'm not, you know, because obviously, you know, the, they put together such a great team, you know, and this team is great. But then at the same time, if the team's talents are, are not being leveraged to the full, are not being optimized and leveraged to full capacity. Like, for example, like, let's say that, you know, we, you or me, we basically go to work and we miss a meeting. Or we attend the meeting, and then, but then the work that was expected to get done isn't done. We lose our job. You know, we lose our job, right? And this team is supposed to be competing for a Super Bowl. They're right now, they're one and two. We'll see if they make it to the playoffs. But you know, if they don't make the playoffs, um, shouldn't shouldn't there be a job evaluation review, Jed York? I mean, what you you fired Jim Harbaugh? <laughs> he fired Jim Harbaugh with literally with nothing besides the fact that Jim just didn't he just didn't like Jim. I mean, Jim Harbaugh at that point, what, three NFC championships consecutive and just one 500 season? Jim Harbaugh did not have a losing season in his tenure. It's four years in the Niners. And um, he still, and he got the ax. So, I mean, my I guess Shanahan and uh, John Lynch, you know, I'm sure other Niners fans trust them un unequivocally, but 
I'm really questioning this. I'm really questioning this regime. I'm questioning really more Shanahan than anything else because I think that, you know, we need a coach who can, who I honestly think Domingo Ryans and uh, maybe another young up, up and coming assistant. If you see what Mike McDaniel is doing in Miami, I would honestly give Domingo Ryans an opportunity. You know, if they were to move on for Shanahan, I would give it to Domingo Ryans. And uh, the reason why is because, you know, I think Domingo Ryans has proven he's more than capable to kind of manage defense. You know, I think ultimately if they're not going to get take away Shanahan's job, they should really take away the play calling ability. Someone else should be calling the plays. You know, if someone else calls the plays, then that then, and then it's less. I mean, Jason Garrett talked about it. It's less complicated, you know, um, you know, for you because when you're basically running the head coaching duties, and you have to prepare for for play calling, and you have to kind of you know go through you know walkthroughs and go through go through all the kind of you know necessary you know kind of checkpoints to make sure that your your team is prepared for game day. That's a lot of responsibility for a head coach. So it might almost be to Kyle Shane and Kyle's benefit, you know, if they take away play calling duties and they basically just, you know, defer that over to someone who is, you know, who basically has the capacity. I mean, you know, you're seeing how well Mike McDaniel is doing in Miami again, three and oh, you know, and I, and I don't believe the Miami Dolphins are a more talented team than the 49ers. I believe Mike McDaniel is just a better coach when it comes to, you know, just, just, play calling the situation and i you know ultimately i think i'm not gonna say shanahan's not a good coach right i mean he's he's, he's had playoff success but can he do it consistently and can i mean ultimately i think you know if, if they were able to find a quarterback just i, I don't understand why we're always one quarterback away if you remember the super bowl super bowl 47 right they go to they go to gore four times you know in the air instead of trying to run it because greg roman was a genius or thought he was and we ended up losing the game right 34 31 but had they had a better quarterback, I mean, I'm not sure if Alex Smith could have been the answer at that point. Jimmy Garoppolo and Alex Smith, I see a lot of parallels in their careers and kind of how, you know, they're just game managers. And when Jim, when, when Alex was, was sent over, right, when Alex was basically, you know, shipped over to Kansas City, you saw him basically have a resurgence under Andy Reid. So maybe it is just the system, you know. But ultimately, I think, you know, the Niners are always one Pro Bowl quarterback away, one consistent Pro Bowl quarterback away from winning the championship. You know, um, Jimmy's a game manager, and um, but he was he was good enough to basically, you know, help the team make the Super Bowl thanks to the running game and the defense. You know, and this team is pretty much constructed almost identically to the 2019, <laughs> excuse me, 2019 team. And why can't they just? find a quarterback on the market. And then maybe, you know, I mean, there's a lot of movement in the off season. Obviously Jimmy, the shoulder surgery kind of screwed him, you know? Um, but ultimately it comes down to kind of what the, what the market offers right now. And I think, you know, Jimmy being on the roster for 6.5 million, it's still a pretty good kind of deal, but I mean, this off season, they should really explore options. I don't know if it's, I mean, it's probably not going to be in the draft. I mean, if Stroud is your best option in the draft, then I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm never, I mean, if you've seen how Ohio State quarterbacks perform, you look at Justin Fields, I mean, you know, he's not a good quarterback, you know, he's not. You know, you, the, 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 the dual threat quarterback, maybe like on Lamar Jackson or that type, you know, that those are rare to find, you know, the quarterbacks who can play from the pocket and can run and are just freak athletes who are basically anomalies like a Josh Allen. That's also an anomaly, right? He's the best quarterback of the 2018 draft. You know, all the quarterbacks taken before him, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, you know, all of them have basically proven to be busts or just game kind of managers, sub 500 journeyman quarterbacks. So 
it's difficult to draft a good quarterback. I mean, once you find that guy, you want to lock him up. Jimmy's in the last year of his deal. Um, so let's see. I mean, ultimately, you know, um, I don't, I don't really want to, I, I don't think I'm going to cover the Niners um, anymore. This, this on this podcast, unless a miracle happens, um, maybe if they beat the Chiefs, maybe if they make a deep playoff run again, or I don't know. But ultimately, I mean, just with the ineptitude and kind of just the lack of consistency we've seen in game week one, we've seen now week three. Um, there's a lot of reasons for me not even to watch. You know, I just I actually read that comment on Twitter. It's like, oh my god, like you know, um, pretty much. The, the Niners, right? I mean, someone said, you know, can the team just basically start Brock Purdy, let Jimmy sit, and basically then we, want, we don't have to watch the team. See, I'm almost in the mindset where it's like, you know, back in the late 2000s, if anyone remembers Niners in the 2000s, they were just after Garcia and Owens, they were just god-awful, right? With Alex Smith, all the different offensive coordinator changes, the lack of stability. Um, you know, it was fun to watch that team win a game because they weren't expected to win anything. But it's it's really difficult to watch this team lose a game when they're expected to win everything because they have the talent. They have the roster and they have the credibility and expectations to go out and win games, right? So I just don't know. I think ultimately, I mean, I, I will still watch them, but I'm probably not going to cover them anymore on the podcast. Probably not going to post about them anymore on Twitter or Instagram. Um unless something great happens, you know, or I mean, sorry, not Instagram. I don't have Instagram anymore. Um, I'm not using Instagram. I use LinkedIn, but anyways, guys, I mean, that's just my rant on this morning about the Niners loss. Um, I'll probably spend after tomorrow, once I've confirmed my fantasy wins, I'll probably do a fantasy episode. So that'll be the majority of the podcast. If it's not interviews or other topics, and I'll probably be talking about fantasy and just overall NFL action instead of just the Niners, because this is just pathetic. (laughs) All right. Thank you all for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. And uh, if you feel differently or if you know if you have any other thoughts, feel free to comment and uh keep please share, please subscribe. Follow us on Twitter, DDOG Podcast. I'm Austin signing off. Take care.